What is going on, world? This is your boy Tunes. Welcome back to the show, Breaking Stigs, episode nine. Hopefully, everybody's staying safe out there today. I uh, hope everybody have a uh, productive day, even though everything's on uh, shutdown right now. Um, and please, everybody, hang tight. You know we will get through this. Um, in today's episodes, for sure, um, I will try and get an interview with a good friend of mine. Another um, person that's breaking the stigma, changing the game, making the difference. Um, you know what I'm saying? Definitely a go-getter. Um, this guy, I looked up to this dude, you know, for a minute. Um, still today, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to call him now as my friend because back then I always just wanted to try and get to meet him, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, he, he's been doing this for a minute. Um, uh, before I drop any names, I just want to... Give him, give him a holler and confirm to see if we can do episode nine. But I definitely, once we get him on the line, we'll, we'll uh, have him share you guys a story uh, and everything in the business and uh, what he thinks about what's going on right now with the world. And also, um, I've been watching this one video lately. Um, I will play it when, you know while I'm recording the episode and I will be commentating alongside of it. Uh, hopefully that you guys can hear it clearly and um, you know it's kind of like it's kind of playing live right now as well so I will play it from uh, um, where it takes off so uh, we'll be right back for more we're gonna play more music and hopefully you guys like it and uh, um, don't go nowhere all right we'll be right back Welcome back to the show. This is your boy Tunes, Breaking Stigs, Episode 9. Um, hopefully you guys like that music. Um, Alright, so uh, I'm over here um, watching the video right now. And um, I would just play, I would play it louder right now. So hopefully you guys can hear it. I'm just going to, um, you know, inform you guys on what's going on. So you guys can hear it from um, the source that I'm actually watching it from all right so hopefully you enjoy you guys enjoy this and um yeah so here you go all right we'll play it right now all right so they just got sure. done talking about I mean, um sure, though, the drug about uh the cure about it and how long how it might take a whole year to, to get it done so so here's where it's taken I, off i really thought my end was there so i've made some calls to uh, but my, you know, say my, in my own way goodbye to my friends and family. To me, there was no doubt in my mind that I wouldn't make it till morning. So to me, the drug saved my life. So that was a uh, patient that got a coronavirus. What should we take from so that? was a testimonial. Dr. Mark Siegel is a Fox Medical contributor. We go to him with questions like that regularly. He joins us again tonight. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on. So you just you just watched that. You're seeing other reports. All of us want to be cautious and responsible. We are completely committed to that on this show. But that does sound promising. What's your assessment? 
By the way, we're talking, Tucker, about hydroxychloroquine versus chloroquine. Now, it's subtle, but both are malaria drugs. The hydroxychloroquine that Dr. Hahn was talking about in test tubes seems to be more So that's pretty much like a a a malaria drug. ...used more or less around the world. And this is the one that the French looked at and had a pretty profound response. I was very impressed with the way Dr. Hahn just said, I put my doctor hat on. I have a patient sitting across from me. They're not feeling well. They're getting worse. I'm going to tell them the cost, the benefits, and the risks and make a decision. That's exactly what I would say. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization, which, as you know, in January, we called them out for suppressing this whole story. Now they're involved in clinical trials around the world, which I'm very happy about. University of Minnesota is testing and studying this drug. NIH is involved. University of Washington is giving it to sick patients. And what looks like it's coming out about this drug, hydroxychloroquine, is it works better if it's used early in the process before the coronavirus COVID-19 really takes on steam. So that's what I'm looking at in, in regards to when I would consider using it. I also, as a clinician, like Dr. Hahn, would consider using it under the right circumstances. So we're going to know, and I wish we had more time, but obviously you'll be back as, as you are. Um, we're going to have some data on this drug soon, it sounds like, if it's being used extensively in Washington State. So I hope you'll tell us what, what they find. And a lot, of, a, lot of, Doctor, thank a lot of early evidence looks good. It looks good. Thanks, Tucker. Well, that is good news, which we need. Here's some more good news. Thousands of businesses are responding so you guys heard to good coronavirus news? by firing employees. That's this, one of the saddest things happening in our country right now. But one pizza shop owner in New Jersey has instead taken out a loan, a personal line of credit, to keep paying his employees. If you want to hear more about that and talk to him, he'll join us next. All right, so um, I guess commercial will quick on the show. But um, yeah, so that's what's going on right now as far as the uh, where the video, where the uh, particular topic. So I guess um, I got you guys in the... Uh, the section where they're talking about uh, medicine, you know, um, certain there's a test. There was a testimonial earlier that say that a, a specific medicine had worked for him, so they might have a cure already. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that, you know. Don't say that you got it from me and saying that. I'm just um, I'm just here sharing what I'm learning, so, um, you know, I appreciate everybody for tuning in, but, uh, um, we're gonna be playing, uh, some more music for you guys, um, and then we'll be right back for, um, the third segment of the show, so we'll be right back, and, uh, hopefully we can get the homie already, uh, in the phone, so we can get this, uh, little interview cracking right now, you know what I mean, um, I'm telling you, if I, when I, once I get him on the phone, He'll definitely um, spit some knowledge. So, um, yeah, we'll be right back. And um, don't go nowhere. Appreciate y'all. guys welcome back to the show once again we're here at episode nine breaking stigs with your boy tunes um i still can't get a hold of the homie to get interviewed but um if we can't get him on episode nine we'll get him on episode 10 that's not even a problem but we will get him on the show 
Right now we are back on the live um, stream right now. This this stream I'm watching right now about the coronavirus and how it's uh, just bigger than um, what we see it now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to share the most knowledge I can. Hopefully you, you guys find this um, inform- inf- informative. You know what I mean? So um, if you guys have a uh, another another way for me to learn as well, please... Um, you guys can get a hold of me on Instagram, DM me, or something like that, and just let me know, um, you know, what else to find, good sources. Uh, of course, we want to always look for non-biased, um, independent um, sources, because uh, you already know, you know, everything's being controlled. But uh, anyways, um, we back again right here with the show, and uh, I'm going to turn it up, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. It's going to get bad this week. So what does that mean exactly? What could that look like? Well, in Italy, which is maybe the best model we have, deaths peaked on Saturday. There was a death toll of almost 800 that day. So scaled to a country the size of ours, that means 4,000 deaths a day. That's more than the number of people killed on 9-11. So in the face of this threat, which is profound, we have shut down the country by and large. For more than a week now, millions of Americans have been ordered to stay in their homes. This was not done lightly. Medical authorities believe isolation is vital to slowing the spread of the disease. Many of them have been thinking about this question and planning for pandemics for decades. What we're doing now, or trying to do, grows from as close to a consensus as you're going to find in science at the moment. We've quarantined much of our population because informed people thought we had no choice. It was a decision, whatever else it was, that was made in good faith. But there's another side to that decision. The shutdown has come at a terrible cost for an awful lot of people. Millions of Americans have lost their jobs. An economic crash clearly looms in the near distance, and that's not a small thing. It could change this country forever, more even than the virus itself. Yeah, that's straight up. Americans have never been more grateful for their that's doctors crazy. and their nurses and their scientists, and for very good reason. These are the people working and exposing themselves to great risk to save us from the scourge. But the truth is you can't just let epidemiologists run a country of 320 million people, just as you would never turn America over to a team of economists. Not because they're bad people or mostly good people, but they are specialists and their range of vision is too narrow. As in everything, you need balance. So what's the right balance here? How do you keep Americans from dying of this plague, which is essential, while preserving a strong and independent country for your children and your grandchildren? We're paid to formulate very clear views on things, but the truth is the answer to that question is not clear right now. And anyone who tells you it is, anyone you see peddling pat answers on television, is either misleading you on purpose or hasn't really thought about it. It's a very tough question, and answering it correctly is vital. So tonight we're going to do something we've never done before. We're inviting on two guests who have essentially opposing perspectives, but they're not here to debate. We respect both of them. We believe they both want what is best for this country. So listen to them, and maybe the answer will become a little bit clearer. Joining us first is Dr. Brendan Carr. He's the chairman of the emergency medical, uh, emergency medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital, and he joins us tonight. Doctor, thanks a lot for coming on. So thanks very much for having. We haven't. Of course, imposed in uh, a nationwide lockdown. We've done it in some places. Judging from the numbers that are available from those places, do you think it's doing what it was supposed to do? Is it working? Uh, it's a it's a good question. Uh, you know that I think we just don't know the answer to yet. We have to remember the lead time on this virus is 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 pretty long. Uh, we you know most of the median time that people feel symptoms is five days. Most will have it by eleven days after an exposure. 
So our social distance, our social distancing experiments have not been the full duration that we would need to see a, a change in the slope of, of the new incidence of disease. So give us a sense, purely from a medical perspective, leaving out economic or social considerations, but if you're an epi epidemiologist trying to slow the spread of the disease, how long would a quarantine need to last to be effective, do you think? Yeah, I guess there's two pieces. One is how long it, needs, it would need to last, right? And we would need to see the slope of the curve change, right? This, 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 we've been waiting, all of us have been waiting for this curve to change. Uh, but the second piece is we need to be thoughtful about how well we're doing it, how well we are actually following the rules and trying to distance ourselves. Uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you from, I've been in six of our emergency departments in the Mount Sinai Health System in New York City over the last couple of days. And it is, um, it's, it's always a stark difference to leave the emergency department where you have very, very, very heavy conversations and make hard decisions with folks and then go out into the public and you see people enjoying life. It's even more stark and more exaggerated now to see that contrast, mostly because the frontline providers are afraid and um, we're the last line of defense. We need that first line of defense. We need the social distancing, right. which seems so easy to help us. I think that message has definitely penetrated to most people who are paying attention, but maybe some of the details haven't. So if if you were in charge of the response, and again, just looking at this from a purely medical perspective, how do you keep more people from getting this and dying from it? What would that look like? How long would it be and what would it mean specifically? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could tell you the answer. The, the, the truth is, until we see a change in the number of new cases, until it's going flat or going down, uh, uh, no one can make that decision. We have to reassess all the time as we see the, the slope change. I'm sorry. No, that's that's a very so telling decision because you're hearing people going on. <laughs> act as if they know the answer. Um, and it's just, it's interesting to hear you confirm that it's a moving, it's a moving target. It's, it um, is very much a moving target. Um, t tell us finally what quarantine would actually look like. Would it mean literally staying in your home and not leaving? Is that the only effective way to do it? Yeah, I, it, I, the limitations that have been put out are, are pretty, I think, reasonable to most folks. A little bit of exercise, the grocery store, uh, the drug store. I, don't, I think that that is a really good place to start. I just don't think that we're necessarily really there yet, most of us. Most of us, and you yes. know, I, I include myself, uh, I'm thoughtful about it all the time. I feel like I'm allowed to go to work, and while on the way to work, maybe I'll stop and grab a couple things from the grocery store. I could probably do that less frequently. I could probably cheat just a little bit less. Well, you certainly get a pass for leaving uh, your home. Doctor, thanks so much for that. I really appreciate it. All right, y'all. Yes, sir. Just, uh, that was just a quick interview, um, real quick, a, a real quick segment with the video. Um, yeah, so we'll be right back for more. Uh, I will show you some more um, clips of this videos and stuff as, as it plays live. But uh, we'll be right back for more music, and uh, stay tuned. Thanks. Alright everyone, welcome back to the show This is your boy Tunes. We're breaking stigs You know what I'm saying, we'll be break the stigma One episode at a time Um, yeah, so um 
as I as I sit here recording a show, smoking one. Matter of fact, I just rolled a fat one real quick. Let me light that shit up. Um, this video is coming back on, so we're gonna play some more. This video about the uh, coronavirus, um, how it's uh, you know beyond the the virus that what we know as of it now. It goes beyond that. It talks about stock markets. Talk about personal agendas, all that stuff. So uh, here, here we go. We're back, and appreciate everybody coming back and uh, staying tuned. Here you go, buddies. Investment portfolios or making stupid partisan points or indulging their creepy ideological obsessions. Wondering why Congress hasn't yet passed a bill to help the country survive this? That's why. Details of the Democratic plan became public today. Huge parts of the proposal have nothing to do with fighting the pandemic we're suffering through. Read it and you will find disgusting little interest group handouts added by lobbyists. Worse, the bill is suffused with the cruel bigotry of identity politics. At a time when America so badly, desperately needs to come together, Democrats remain intent on splitting this country into warring tribes. It's shocking. When asked about her bill today, Nancy Pelosi blamed the Pope. Last Thursday, Pope Francis offered the world this prayer. Enlighten those responsible for the common good so that they might know how to care for those entrusted to their responsibility. Today, House Democrats are unveiling the Take Responsibility for Workers and Families Act, a bill that takes responsibility <coughs> for the health, wages, and well-being of America's workers. The Senate Republican bill put corporations first, but because of the insistence of leader Chuck Schumer and Senate Democrats, progress has been made. Even by Washington standards, shamelessness like that really has no precedent. Quoting the Pope, St. Nancy's coronavirus bill currently is more than 1,400 pages. It's not that long because it's a finely tuned fix to help the country through its disaster. No, it's that long because House Democrats have crammed it with totally unrelated political priorities. Identity politics, stoking racial division as usual, global warming, open borders. You should read it. Here's just some of what you'll find if you do. The bill would require every corporation that receives coronavirus aid to have officers and a budget dedicated to diversity and inclusion initiatives for a minimum of five years after they get the money, because that is gonna keep America healthy and prosperous, just like it has. More bean counters making sure you're the right color before they give you a job, okay. Companies would also have to produce elaborate racial reports for the government listing the skin color and the sex of their officers and boards of directors. They have to prove they give enough money to firms owned by women and non-whites, and of course, how much they spend on diversity initiatives. In all, this bill uses the words diverse or diversity more than 60 times. What does it have to do with a pandemic that might kill you? Not one thing. Just more ugly race politics, the kind they specialize in. Democrats think that's much more important right now. And then it gets worse than that. The bill allocates $300 million for hiring experts to manage coronavirus preparation and response. Those are critical jobs. But instead of looking for the most qualified people in a time of national emergency, and that's the only criterion that should matter in the least right now, period, are you qualified? Instead of that, the bill orders that employees be chosen on the basis of their race and disability status. This is insanity. It's dangerous insanity. Who cares what color your scientists are? But it goes on. The bill would mandate that all 50 states have an early voter period as well as same-day voter registration. Why? Because Democrats believe those changes would give them an electoral advantage. 
The bill would expand collective bargaining rights for federal employees. That's likely the group least threatened by the effect of coronavirus. But, and this is the real point, though, they're the most faithful Democratic voting bloc, so they're in the bill. On matters of policy, the bill doesn't even fucks try. With this dude, man. Should the airlines You're get a federal cool. bailout? That's an actual question. You could take either side. Democrats don't really dwell on it in this bill. It's too serious for them. Instead, the law would require that any airline that takes federal money offset their carbon emissions within five years because climate activism is way more important than the disease that could kill your family next week. And then there's this. The House version of the bill includes special provisions, for real, to protect foreign nationals working here in the U.S. So we're staring down the barrel of the most profound employment crisis of our lifetimes. That's not an exaggeration. And what are Democrats doing? They're trying to automatically renew visas and work permits for all immigrants here in the U.S. Because their jobs are very important, way more important than yours. Democrats want to make certain the people who are replacing you are secure and happy. The whole thing defies belief, and that's not a partisan observation. Again, read it. The Republican version of the bill is not that awful. Nothing could be that awful. But we want to be fair and tell you everything that's going on tonight on Capitol Hill. And according to an informed source that we spoke to, some Senate Republicans are trying to kill the requirement that companies that receive bailout funds stop sending American jobs overseas. Why would they do something like that? We don't know. You'd have to ask the business groups like the Chamber of Commerce that are funding them. It's also depressing. That was Senator John Kennedy's view of it. Kennedy gave a speech on the Senate floor today expressing as much. You know what the American people are thinking right now, Mr. President? They're thinking that this country was founded by geniuses. But it's being run by a bunch of idiots. What are we going to leave to our children if we allow this economy to crash? Senator Kennedy joins us tonight. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. You've been in Washington a while. I, I certainly have. I've never seen anything really like the Democratic version of this bill. It, it almost read like a parody. And again, I'm not being partisan here. I'm being sincere. Do, did they think that this was going to be enacted into law? Do they believe that mandating diversity officers in corporate America is an appropriate response to coronavirus? What is this? I think that they think that they have the Republicans over a barrel and the president. This guy uh, looks you know, like Colonel Sanders right reality now. Reality calls and Congress is hanging up. Um, I meant what I said on the floor. Tucker, yeah. um, more charitable Americans are thinking to themselves, well, so by the way, we're watching, um, we we're listening to Tucker tonight. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if Americans he's a good source of um, saying, finding that information, but to me, how did these uh, it's pretty informative. It you know what I mean? So hopefully, y'all enjoying it right now. But I, keep I mean, listening. People are losing their jobs, they're losing their savings, they're losing their 401k. We, we think we know how to get the economy back on its feet over the next 60 to 90 days until we can get control of the virus. And uh, some of my colleagues, they're acting like a-holes. I'm sorry, I'm not saying they mean to, but nonetheless, they're killing it. They're, they're just throwing in every, every special interest um, uh, political want, not need, thinking that they can ram it through 
because we're too scared to vote against it. And it's just wrong, man. It's just wrong. But it's also counterproductive. I mean, this isn't renaming a post office. This is something of real interest to the whole country, and people are paying attention. Did they think that no one was going to notice what was in the bill? I, I don't know. I'm not sure they're thinking at all. I mean, I saw a, a, a press conference by the That's speaker. crazy, man. I, I mean, they no think like Americans her, are dumb or something. <laughs> she was saying she crazy. wants President Trump to come out and endorse Obamacare. Now, that's not going to happen. You know that, and I know that. They, they have provisions. You, well, you did a good job in your commentary. Corporate board diversity, uh, same-day election registration, win tax credits, solar tax credits. I, I mean, this stuff, it, it, it's basically they want the Green New Deal. And they're saying, if, if you Republicans don't endorse it, we're going to strangle the American people economically. Now, look, for a small segment of our population, it's true, the coronavirus can kill you for a small segment. But you know what else can kill you? Poverty, hunger, um, uh, losing the entire economy. And, and we, we, we need to stop thinking about the next election and try to think a little more about the next generation and what we're going to leave to yeah. them, which is going to be the little end of nothing if we let this economy collapse. And it's avoidable. We can stand it back up, but we don't have, we don't have uh, months to do it. We've got days. It does seem that way. It does feel like we've got days. I... I agree with that. Senator, thanks so much for coming on tonight and assessing this abomination. And it really is an abomination for those it who are letting you ought to. It beats anything I've ever seen. Thanks, Tucker. It's unbelievable. Thank you. All right, y'all. So that's the um, that's some of the segment real quick with the Tucker tonight. Um, he, he was just interviewing a few uh, doctors, a few senators. Um, <clears throat> you know, so uh, hopefully that was informative to a lot of my listeners hopefully you find um this show breaking sticks um uh as a learning platform as well uh i will find some more video source um more <clears throat> you know non-biased sources where i can uh, provide you guys <clears throat> excuse me um but yeah you know what i'm saying so um we're just gonna probably uh, uh hit you off with the with this uh episode nine we're gonna um, sign off pretty soon, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna um, see you guys again or hear you guys again on episode 10, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, what I mean, before I sign off, um, you guys can uh, actually check that out yourselves uh, if you guys want to see the full videos. It's Tucker tonight. It's a it's a live stream right now. Today's March 23rd, 2020. So uh, it, it's definitely on, on in YouTube right now. Um, I don't know if you guys can replay what I've played right now, but uh, I'm sure by the time you get to this uh, podcast right here, um, it'll be already ready to be looked at in uh, YouTube. So, uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, hope everybody have a stay um, blessed night tonight. Stay blessed, be safe, and hopefully you found this uh, video. Uh, I mean, should I say this podcast episode nine? of breaking sticks um very helpful and informative for you guys uh please share if you guys like 
Once again, this is your boy Tunes. I'm signing off uh, with Extrava Ganja. That's Extrava without the E underscore Ganja. And this is Breaking Stig Show. Peace.